You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode 111. Hey, I hope you're doing well. There's so many people right now that are in lockdown and still really affected by COVID. A lot of small businesses, especially here in Australia and in Europe and all around the US, basically everywhere, we've been struggling a lot with lockdowns, with restrictions and so many other little things. It is big, it is hard, and it is hard to keep positive. What I have noticed in the community is... We started the year very strong and very optimistic and very positive, and now it's getting harder and harder to try and stay positive, to try and keep working on our businesses, especially when we don't have income coming in and other things. So my heart goes out to so many of you guys. As I'm recording this right now, I'm also in lockdown and so is my team. So we're all working remotely. So I absolutely feel you. It is very, very difficult to be running a business, especially a small business in a time like today. Hey, but um, everything's not doom and gloom. We're still here. We're still pumping out content, creating what we can to help whoever we can, especially in our industry. And right now we're bringing out more resources than ever. I'm bringing more, I would say, education, inspiration, motivation to every channel that I have. So we have sort of ramped up the podcast a little bit more. I've been doing more mentoring sessions, been doing more free coaching calls. And we also started YouTube, which is really cool. So if you haven't gone over and seen me on YouTube yet, you can actually watch some of today's episode on YouTube. So you can go check that out. But uh, we're trying to ramp it up and do as much as we can for you guys. Now, in just a few short weeks, we actually have a three-day workshop on pricing. We're doing an overhaul on pricing. It's going to be incredible. Um, We're charging $9 for it. It's the first time I've shared my secrets outside the business map. It's actually the first time I've shared quite a few of these strategies with the general public at all. And we wanted to make it $9. And um, reason being is because right now I know people need help more so than ever. And the other reason, of course, I want you guys to join me in the six-figure business map. And so we had a bit of a brainstorm session. I was like, how can I get more people to join me in my coaching when they need it most right now? And I thought, you know what? I could sit down and I could help people with their pricing for three days, step-by-step, walk them through their expenses, walk them through how we can change up our pricing, how we can attract, we can attract higher paying clients that are still our dream clients. Because if I can help you get results and make more money, then chances are you're going to come over and join me and join me for 12 months to really overhaul your business. And right now, you probably really need that help. So I just want to show you what we can do in three days, how much I can help your business. And um, this workshop is not a sales pitch. It's not going to be anything more than me sitting down for three days, literally going through answering your questions. It's going to be live and I'm going to help you as much as I can. Now... It's not live yet. Well, it may be depending on when you're listening to this, but if you're on my mailing list, you will get the notification straight away. If you're not on my mailing list, you can head over to my website at jialong.co and you can join the wait list for the six-figure business map. And if you join that, you're going to get a notification. You're going to get an email to invite you to this three-day boot camp. It's going to be insanely fun. I'm, we're thinking about bringing out different bonuses. We're making a workbook. And yeah, I'm going to put a lot of effort into this because I want to get you results. And even if you don't join me on the Six Figure Business Map, it doesn't matter. I need to get you results so you are empowered to make better decisions with your business, be able to scale up your business. Because if your business is not making money right now, if you're not attracting the right clients right now, it's going to be very hard to even think about you know, getting a business coach or taking things to another level because you're probably in survive mode and I want you to be in thrive mode. Hey, so today I have three people from inside the six-figure business map. We have Neeson and his business is called The Ivory Story. He's from Adelaide, South Australia. And we talk about how to stay authentic and also keeping up with the trends. And, you know, there's so many trends going around on social media right now, especially with reels and things like that. So we dive a little bit deeper and we talk about those trends, talk about what we can do right now to position ourselves and to think about those trends and think about digital marketing moving forward in 2021, 2022, and so on. 
We also have Sienna Kitchener. She's from Queensland, Australia. She's the youngest person inside the six-figure business map. She joined when she was 17. Now she's 18 and she has a massive future in front of her, in my opinion. Um, she's so ambitious. She has so much energy and I think I have a soft spot for Sienna because I started my first business when I was the same age and um, you know I started in the workforce when I was 15 myself. So I know what it's like to feel like an imposter when you're too young and people not trusting you and people not taking you seriously and stuff like that. So that one's a very good interview. It's also her full interviews on YouTube as well. So if you head over to YouTube, you can find that. And then the last one, we've got Joshua Hill from Georgia, USA. His business is called The Hills Media. He just went full-time in the last couple of weeks and we talk about customer experience. So Josh is really excited and keen to create a very strong customer client experience for his clients, for the people that love his work. And um, today we dive deep into that. So I'm really excited about all three of these coaching calls. And I wanted to pull back the curtain so you can see what it's like to have a coaching call. And I know that if these three guys are asking questions that they're having problems with right now with their business stopping them from going to another level, then I know chances are you're probably having the same questions. You're probably having the same problems and you are also wanting to go to another level. I know this because you're listening to my podcast right now. You're trying to find the answers. You're trying to find inspiration, motivation, and you are ready to level up your business and to take things more serious and, you know, do all those good things. So, Again, Six Figure Business Map opens up in a short while, just a few short weeks. So go over and join that wait list. I'm going to have some really cool emails going out, some case studies going out in the next few weeks. So you want to be on the email list. And um, without further ado, I will see you guys soon. Enjoy this episode. So I have Neeson here with me. Really excited to chat with him. How are you, man? Yeah, good, man. How you doing? Yeah, good. Hey, can you introduce yourself and let us know where you are, what you do, and a little bit about you? Yeah, definitely. Um, my name's Neeson. I'm part of a uh, wedding photography and videography, uh, I guess, business here in Adelaide, South Australia. And yeah, we do photo and video all around SA through the, through the wine regions and through the coasts around here. It's pretty good. It's awesome, man. What do you love most about your job? <laughs> to be honest, I, I love the parts where I can put the camera down and just hang out with like the bride and groom's parents. It's ultimate, like it's the ultimate part of the day. That's awesome. Hey, so what are you struggling with right now? And um, how can I help you? So I think the biggest hurdle we're kind of trying to jump over at the moment is a lot of trends, obviously, in this industry come and go. And one thing we've noticed that's come up a lot in the last couple of years is a lot of face sort of face-to-face interaction through like Instagram stories, IGTV, that sort of stuff. A lot of wedding photographers are very present on their stories. And there's also like, for, for me, I'm super uncomfortable with sort of putting my face out there all the time. And so it's kind of that challenge, I guess, of how do you maintain being genuine and authentic, but at the same time, kind of also keeping up with the the trends that are obviously working for a lot of other people. Yeah, man. So one thing I would say is just to sort of change your mindset on this one a little bit. I don't actually think it's a trend. So what it is, is like the digital age is also still so new. And so we, every 12 months, basically, we, we change the way that we use social media, the internet, our websites, like how we find information, how we share information, how we create content, all that kind of stuff. And it's at a pace where it just rapidly evolves and grows, especially as more people try and use it for marketing and things like that. So when something changes and people you know, go from just posting a photo back in 2012, 2013 to moving forward to 2017, 2018, where people more so posting videos of themselves and talking to the camera and stuff, And now it's like even stepped up a notch where people are creating video content, where they're showing more of their personality and they're showing up even more. It's not really a trend because it's the way that we interact with social media. And I know that you know this because if it was a trend, it would probably die, but you probably look at Insta stories more than you do at feed. And then after a while, you're probably going to look at more at reels than you do at, you know, longer form YouTube videos and things like that. 
because our attention span is getting less and less. And we love the fact that we can devour a lot of information in a short amount of time. So I do think like there's ways that we can use it. So you don't have to do what everybody's doing. It's not what I'm saying here, but I am saying you've got to be aware that what worked in 2015, what worked in 2019 may not necessarily work today. And so if you're not sort of keeping up with the way that our clients like to be served and how they interact with your brand and how they find you, how you keep their attention, how you post stuff that gains their attention, things like that. I do think you will struggle. It's kind of the same. And I remember people saying stuff like this, going like dating back 20 years and people saying, what, what about the trend of how people are using email now instead of sending out a letter? And the thing is like, if you're not adapting, like it's not going to ever go back. Like it's only going to go forward. And so that's something that we have to remember. And the older that we get, of course, the harder it is for us to adapt because it's a big generation gap when, you know, if you date back to our parents when they first heard about Facebook, like they were so scared. Now they're on it and they're adapted, but it took them a long time. But um, if you first heard about TikTok, you're probably scared But now in five years time, or just even in probably 18 months time, you'll probably be on it. And we're kind of in that era where just another generation or just a little bit further along and the next platform that comes out, we'll probably even not even jump on it anymore because we just won't understand like that type of content and how people actually like to consume stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So I think um, instead of being thinking like that, you're going to be following a trend. I think you need to start thinking, how can you adapt instead of being left behind? And when I say adapt, you don't need to copy what everyone else is doing. You don't need to dance for TikTok. You don't need to make crazy little reels and stuff. Like you can innovate and create something that's authentic to yourself because if you're not, you're not going to show up. And that's just the bottom line. And social media is about showing up and your business is about showing up. So you're doing yourself an injustice by trying to copy what other people are doing. So what I was talking about before was the overall strategy, like things are changing, they're evolving and we need to be on that. But then in the micro, that's the smaller trends and you don't need to be on those micro smaller trends. And in fact, if you're not on those micro smaller trends, a lot of the times it can be better for your business because if you stay true to the type of content that you create and you put out there, you're going to get so much further. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. You got any follow-ups, follow-up questions on that? Yeah, I, I guess, see, the, the challenge in the whole thing for me has always just kind of been like, as I was saying, like the genuine component to it. And I feel like I, I've done a lot of things in the past where I've kind of gone down and tried to adapt and that sort of stuff. And I can easily fall into that sort of headspace of copying and that sort of thing. And I guess I know a lot of the stuff that I've got from the business map already is obviously if something's working for you, keep doing it. And if it's not working, it's not working, cut it off. What would you say if something in a sense, I know this sort of kind of doesn't make sense and could be a bit controversial. What if something is working for you, but you don't feel like it's who you are? That's that's an interesting spin on it. So I guess like you probably need to elaborate a little bit more on like what you mean by who you are, because things generally work because people resonate with it and it seems authentic. So if you're you're not genuine about what you're doing, a lot of the times it's really hard to make that work. So can you give me an example on like what that looks like? I guess for me, I used to do a lot of, a lot of things on YouTube. I used mm-hmm. to put up a lot of videos a couple of years back. And I found that when I was creating the same content everyone else was and putting myself in a position where I kind of was a little bit disappointed in the, the mask, I guess, I was putting on myself in order mm. to achieve that sort of stuff. I was gaining a lot of subscribers and a lot of sort of, I guess, following on that front. And it was when I started changing my mindset and going, I just want to make content for me that makes me happy. I started doing that and I was really happy with how everything was really going. But I did notice statistically a massive drop in sort of followers from that front. I understand they're two different platforms and we're talking two different industries, but... No, no, I get that. So yeah, so there is two things to this because a lot of people, and I even see, even inside the business map, people are saying like, just copy everyone else's, use the same audio that everyone else uses because jump on the train and it's all good. And same as like on YouTube and stuff. But what happens is you get this big middle section of just good because people are doing it for the analytics and you don't get the top tier section of like, whoa, they're trailblazers that experimented and they didn't do it for the analytics, which means they they untied the shackles from themselves and then they started creating 
stuff that will create a trend down the track, but it might not be popular right now. Now, I think a lot of us, we do that. And you know, for myself, like I like to probably be more on the creating something new and like allow people to sort of follow me instead of me trying to follow other people. But it comes down to allowing myself to lose subscribers, not be the most popular kid on the block for whatever cycle, but knowing that things change all the time, man. So I guess like my education only became popular probably about 18 months ago, because I, I don't know if you've been following me for a long time, but I've been teaching mindset for like years and years. And when I started teaching that at the start, people were like, I wouldn't sign up to a, a workshop where someone talks about mindset. Like that's a waste of time. Just tell me the strategies and how to grow Instagram followers. Right. And so I kept talking about it and kept talking about it. And then it took about five years before it actually became popular that mindset was a thing. And then people were like, oh, well, that's Jai Singh. He talks about mindset all the time. And now all the educators are scrambling trying to jump onto the wave of a thing. And they will get to a certain point of good and they're regurgitating a lot of information, even a lot of information that I've said you know, over the years. But I think um, to do something great, you need to be at the forefront of like doing something for yourself, man, regardless if there's listeners or if there's followers and, and anything else. In saying that though, like you still need to have a strategy with the platform because each platform is completely different and people interact with it differently. So if you were on YouTube for a long time, you still know what works. And the reason why a lot of people do a lot of the same things is because they know it works, right? It's a formula. You know that a clickbait title is going to get people over the line. You know, if you over deliver, people are going to subscribe and you know, like the simple basic things. So if you can go one step further and go simple, basic things, like I know the formula that works, but I want to put my spin on it and create work that's for myself. And the cool thing is I can dish it up on a place that's actually going to convert and that's actually going to make an impact. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. That's kind of the mindset I've tried to, tried to fit myself into is trying to package the thing that I really like in, in a way that other people would understand it, I guess, more than necessarily mm. latch onto it and like be you know, excited by it initially. And yeah. if you're jumping onto a trend as well, like you've got to re- remember that like trends get left behind and it's not sustainable. So unless you can like keep going and keep going, and I see this over and over in so many things, even wedding photography is a trend, right? Like I've been here for eight years and even in that short amount of time, I've seen people come and then they blow up and they do their thing and then they disappear. And then they do a workshop and it doesn't sell out and then they disappear or they start a podcast and then they disappear. And they're doing whatever's hot that's right now. And they're usually behind the ball a tiny bit because they're not the innovators. And they're trying to grab something that is, you know, maybe maybe it's just not going to work for them. So yeah, there's trends with everything and you just have to be, literally, you need to be able to say, I'll do this if I had no listeners. I'll do this if I had no followers. I'll do this if I had no subscribers. I'll just do this, right? Mm. Because then you're showing up and people wouldn't be able to compete or compare with you because they're like, fuck, I don't know what got that guy's drinking, but I want some because I'm trying to do the next real TikTok and I look like an idiot. But this guy's like creating content that's, you know, if you just get one subscriber, one follower, one lead a day, like that's all you need, man. You don't need the masses. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's that's kind of sort of what we're trying to base this this next financial year on is the one percenters just trying to like tighten everything up. Cause I think we we've been going now for, I think we're entering our third year like full time, which is a lot of fun. Um, and the first That's awesome, congratulations, man. Thanks a lot. That's so good. The first year was kind of laying that foundation. The second house was building the sort of the structure. And now we're just putting the, we're putting the bricks up on the outside to keep us warm. So it's awesome. Yeah, that's that's kind of why for me it's it's trying to find my voice now. I think we've found like a way that like we've we found how we're comfortable shooting. Mm-hmm. We found how we're comfortable talking to people in person. And now I think for us it's just trying to tackle that hurdle of the social media and how are we getting ourselves out into an ocean that seems like a lot of massive fish, you know? And so yeah, that's definitely helpful. I really appreciate that. Well, just to sort of finish you off on like a another practical tip, right? It's um Social media is, there is a lot of noise out there and people are just, you know, from whatever to try and get attention, but you don't want like attention like that's not real earned attention. It's kind of more of a gimmick, same as like, you know, a clickbait headline or something, but to get real attention, like earn attention, you need to have a strong message and your message needs to be strong throughout all your content. So like, it needs to be the same thing, right? Like, you know what my messaging is like without even knowing it, I always say like, be unrealistic, have unrealistic goals. And what do I do? Like with everything I do, if I broke everything down, literally, if I broke everything down, I help people. 
that's what I do. I help creatives make more money, get more time. I help get them more confidence. Like I help people. So if I make all my content and I'm like, oh, I help people. Does this piece of content actually help someone? Or am I just like dancing for no reason? Like, and when I start laying that out, then there's a cohesive message. And no matter how I put out a blog post, this podcast, if I do just some YouTube, like if I'm on Clubhouse, like, you know, if I'm on Instagram, if I'm doing a reel, like whatever I do, it's the same messaging because it's from me, it's from my heart, it's from my core beliefs. And that's really what people love on social media because they understand the exact thing that you're going to bring people, the exact results that you're going to bring people, like the exact desire or motivation or education or entertainment that you're going to bring them every day. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Thanks, man. No, thank you. That's that's sweet. Thanks for jumping on the call with me. Thanks for asking the good questions for all my listeners. And where could my listeners um, find you? Best places on Instagram, where the ivory story at underscore the ivory story. That's awesome. Thanks, bro. Hey, I've got Sienna with me. Sienna's probably one of the youngest people in the business map at the moment. So it's so cool that she's jumping on the call right now and I can I can give her help with her business. So Sienna, do you want to introduce yourself, what you do and where you are? So I'm Sienna. I'm 18 years old and I do both wedding photography and videography. I've been doing it for three years now since I was 15 and I'm located in Kingslip. So on the border of New South Wales and the Gold Coast. So with all the COVID stuff, it's always such a pain, especially with weddings, but it's such a beautiful place. Hey, when you first came to the business map, I think you might have been even 17. And we um, talked about it at the start where like, you kind of felt like it was hard for you to break in the industry being young in the industry. Do you remember working yeah. through all that? Yeah, it was, it's always so hard when you're young because you have so many experienced people that are already in there and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm behind and you feel like you need to catch up with everyone because they're doing this and you're not doing this. But it's so hard to remind yourself that you're only young. Yeah. And then I think I shared with you my story of like, I've been so young for so long with all my businesses, like starting my first businesses. And even I think um, like I started my apprenticeship when I was an electrician, when I was like 15, 16. So you can imagine like how young I looked when I'd walk into people's houses to work on their house. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So I definitely feel you on that front of um, always feeling like, yeah, people won't trust me or people won't take me seriously and all that kind of stuff. So it's yeah. it can be a hard battle for sure. Oh, it's always, it's always hard, but it's always so rewarding because then when you show them your work, they're like, oh my gosh, you did that. You're only 18. That's so crazy. And it's like, yeah. Age doesn't define it and it gives people a new perspective. Absolutely. Hey, um, what can I help you with today? I think the biggest thing is just still, I struggle to book so many clients. Like I've recently just finished my job, my contracted job to pursue this a little bit more. I still struggle to land those leads, especially like as a younger person where people know me around the community. They're like, oh, she's only young will you do the wedding for a thousand dollars? And I'm like, Oh, there's so much more to that. So it's hard to sort of land those leads. I always end up getting ghosted. Mm. First of all, congratulations for going all in. I think we talked about that as well. I was like, should yeah. I go all in and quit my job or should I not? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, may as well. I'm only young. So uh, exactly. you have time to screw it up if it, work, if it doesn't work. Exactly. And the faster you screw things up, the better as well. That's what I found because you just yeah. get it over, over and done with. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So right now, these leads that are ghosting you, where do you find most of your leads? Probably Facebook. I'm still, I've been lazy. I have to admit that yeah. with my website and doing all that kind of stuff. And so I go onto Facebook and I'll see all these posts and I'm uh, looking for a wedding for your videographer or photographer and I'll go and I'm like oh I'm interested and like I'll get to the initial email and I'll send them an email but then they're like oh we chose someone else and I go onto their website and they're more expensive than me and I'm like I'm like oh like do you know what I mean I'm just like okay so maybe like it might be my style something like that like I don't know how to make them go yes you are the one I don't care how much you cost I don't care you're the one for us 
And so I think maybe yeah. it's my client experience as well that I need to work on. It's definitely not your client experience because if you're not getting the clients, they're not having the experience. So it's going, to be, it's going to be something before that. So there's a couple of things. When we get our clients, depending on where we get them, it changes the quality and the people that we get. So as soon as you said Facebook, one thing we know is Facebook is an older demographic. And a lot of the times it's a demographic that doesn't have too much money because people that spend a lot of time on Facebook tend to have a lot of time and people that have a lot of time tend to have no money. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when I work that out, I'm like, mm. so I believe, and I've always steered away from Facebook from the start because I believe it's not always the best connections. I know a lot of the groups can be, and they can be amazing, but generally people that sit on Facebook and you can find connections on Facebook, they're probably not going to be your ideal client. Where Instagram's like a younger demographic and then obviously TikTok is even younger again. But I think um, even with Instagram, usually they're not people that have time to get into Facebook because they just want to quick scroll and look at some stuff. And they're usually the more the doers and the creators because they're actually usually posting stuff, not just creeping the platform, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Wow, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. So it really does come down to, so when you like feel the top of your funnel, I always think about like, where am I putting my time and are they the actual right people? Now, one thing that you want to do on your website, I'm not sure if you've got too many videos, but I would love to see you post some videos on your website. One is because if someone has a limiting belief that you're too young to shoot their wedding, what I'd love you to do is actually have a video where even a couple of videos, but one where it's just on your services page or information page or whatever it is, but actually talking about what you do and what the process is and how it all works and what you offer. So it's not like about you video at all, but all it is, it just shows that you're professional and it shows like your mannerism and how you speak and everything. And it creates like tremendous amounts of trust really quick. And so when you said you want people to hire you no matter what, the secret is you need to create a lot of trust and a lot of desire and desire comes from emotional connection. So me talking to you right now, I can look at you and I'm like, oh, I feel like I know you, right? So then I have an emotional connection to you. And so it's easy for me to trust you right now. And so with your website, if you're trying to allow your photos to speak for themselves, people don't, they will have a connection with your work, but they don't have an emotional connection to you as a person. So they can still feel skeptical on like who you are. And then maybe there could be limiting beliefs that come up. It's like your age, or it could be anything else that we have and what we struggle with, with ourselves. But I do think like, again, just a video, just saying, Hey, I just want to explain to you my packages, what I offer. And then just like stepping them through it. You could even do a screen share where you show your price guide or you show the process, like an infograph or something like that just so they get used to you talking to them and positioning yourself as the authority and as the expert, because they might believe that without that, that you are the apprentice or the trainee because of your age, but you want to show people and straight away, you want to show people that you are the authority and then they can trust you because all it takes is just that one tiny thing. That's what I learned in my career when I stepped up and I had control, I was confident and I just spoke to someone as an equal. People would see it straight away and it would anchor me as the expert and it didn't matter of my age anymore. They'll come to me and ask me, what do I think? What should I do? So I believe like that's going to be moving forward, going to be a really good way. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Cause I found like lately because I'm rebranding my business and trying to take it that step up. I've been looking at other people's websites cause I'm like, I like, I want to get a feel of what other people do. Cause I don't have any friends that are into videography and photography and weddings. So I've been going on there and I do find whenever I see like people doing like a video, I'll click straight onto it and I'll listen to them. And I'll, it's oh, like, yeah. I get to know them. And like, I haven't even noticed that that's that's like secretly marketing me. Like I'm not even getting married and I'm like, yep, that's it. Take take my credit card. Take my money. Take my money. So with these videos in marketing, what most people do it wrong because like the times change all the time and I'm always like really trying to be current with what's happening right now. But to think that you need a polished video with B-roll and it's got to be perfect is very much the last generation's way of doing stuff. But people right now, especially in your age category, grew up with phones, right? So they are used to TikTok, they're used to Reels, they're used to Insta Stories, all those type of things. And they're used to seeing people just showing up as themselves. 
and just speaking to themselves with a screen in front of your face like this. So as if it's just like you're talking to them, it's like a window into your life. So funny enough, for you to convert more people into true followers and create the desire, the less polished the video is and the more that it's just you talking on your iPhone and you're even just holding your iPhone is going to create more connection with the person watching it because they can see the polished work when they're looking at your photos, they're looking at the about me page, they're looking at the copy and they're like, oh man, you know, this person's professional. Then when you show up like that, they're like, oh, but she's just like me and she's approachable. And this is awesome because I, you know, everyone else is all polished and I just want to connect with this person. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. Because you do find it's like you're talking to someone through the screen, just like you would on FaceTime, but you're just exactly. listening and you're like, yeah, this is creating this personal experience. Well, yeah, I definitely and- have to do that. Well, even like FaceTime is a great way of doing it. So like I suggest having a few videos. So one is like on on the information, just talking about your products and what you do. And it can be anything, you know, you can say like, hey, I do engagement shoots and there's lots of locations around here we can work on. You can make it longer form. So it's like, you can make it five minutes, 10 minutes where you're just talking about, you know, the experience and stuff. You can even record it on your, just like what we're doing right now and record it on Zoom. So it looks like you're having a one-to-one. And I think it's such a good idea, especially on the first email that they get maybe, or your thank you page is actually record a video on Zoom like this and say, Hey guys, looking forward to having a meeting. Just wanted to say hi and let you know that your email is safe in my inbox. And I'm going to do everything that I can in my power to make sure you're looked after. Even if I'm not available on the day, I'm going to help you and find someone to make the process really easy. And so when people see that, it just cuts out any kind of your position as um, the client experience is incredible before they even get in touch with you. But then your position as the expert because you know what you're doing and you're confident because only people that are confident show up on, on camera like that. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It would, yeah, it would definitely boost your business a lot. And I can imagine that because when I go onto, like, onto someone's page, I would prefer to watch something and read something. And maybe that's because I'm naturally just a videographer and I like watching videos, but I feel like with the new TikTok and the reels, people are more inclined to watch because it's that instant, like they don't have to do anything. They can just sit back and let someone tell something to them. Yes. And so the more, I mean, if you're a videographer, the more that you do that, even on your blog, like you can do it so easy and and it may sound corny, but it really isn't like, you know, people call it like a vlogger or something. But if you did do like a really nice blog post and it was about like the five venues in Kingscliff that you got to know about or something, and he wrote it all out and it's all awesome. And then you also embed in a video and you put that on YouTube with those venues. So when people Google the venues, that video comes up and it's simply you basically just reading out the blog post, you know, because people love, especially if they're just like looking at your website and they're half cooking dinner and they don't have much time. Like, oh, nice. Press play. And then they can just put in the earpods and just listen to you talking about why you love those venues. And content like that is just so invaluable and just not enough people do it. And I don't think enough people just starting out are doing it yet. Like I think it's like a missed opportunity because people starting out right now are trying to replicate what the experts have been doing, the relic experts, the dinosaurs like myself for so long. And it's like, man, it's a new age and digital age changes every 12 months. It's so quick, right? And if you're not changing with it, you're going to be left behind because the way that we interact with technology is completely different. So I want you to be on those things and realize like the more that you make it seem social, even like when you're writing and stuff like that, like people love when you have just like an emoji and things like that, the more that people feel like, Hey, this is someone real. And I am excited to work with this person because I believe they probably could be friends. Like we could be friends, you know? Yeah. Cause I find as well, like, cause I've only booked only like a couple of weddings this year. The ones that I have booked have always been the ones that I'll go on to, if they've messaged me on messenger or something like that, I'll go on and do a voice memo instead and send it to them. And like talk and just reply to everything they're saying because you create that connection and like, okay, this is just a, this is a real person. This is someone that isn't just like a robot on the screen. It's a real person expressing their emotions and they're just like me because I feel that emotion too. Absolutely. And then, so to go on back to finding your right clients, I also think you should get people to find you. And the more that you do show up like that, even on your Instagram and stuff, I think like don't shy away from positioning yourself as an expert because you've got any kind of insecurities of your age or anything else. The more that you show up on Insta stories and you talk about things like got a new blog post out, guys, I'd love you to go over and look at it and you know, whatever it is. And you show up on reels and things like that. 
maybe you get a couple of haters, but haters turn into admirers so fast. And the only reason why people are haters because they're insecure about themselves and not being able to do it themselves and they're not confident enough and all that kind of stuff. And so I want you to lean into it because honestly, like you might not see the effect today, but in 12 months time, if you keep publishing work like that, you'll dominate the market around there. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, I've been a little bit like I've leaning, I'm leaning towards like doing a blog and doing all that kind of stuff. Cause I feel like that helps as well in creating that connection because they're like, mm. Oh, so they know this, they know that they do all that kind of stuff. So I'm, yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really helped me. Thank you so much. Yeah. And last little tip is like when you create blog posts and things like that, think about your ideal client. You know, I mentor a lot of people that charge a lot of money and their clients are like more luxury wedding photographers or, or wedding couples and stuff like that. So I say like make content around, not just around photography, like make it around what, they, what they're about and where they're at. So for instance, like I mentor one guy and he's a, a vegan wedding photographer and he basically only shoots vegan weddings. He gets flown around Australia to do this. Wow. And um, I say like, man, don't just create stuff about content about vegan weddings and photos like created about like your favorite restaurants while you're traveling around and have like reviews of places that are vegan friendly and stuff because you're meeting your client where they're at so even when they see that like oh here's more content that's for me so for yourself like if you're having more beach weddings if you're having more rainforest weddings like more elopements if you're having more let's just say elopements that are rock climbers or they're doing some they're doing some adventurous stuff then it's like don't talk about the photography meet them where they're at and talk about like rock climbing gear or rock climbing places or best national parks to visit this summer or best national parks for your um, honeymoon and things like that so right now you can think of so many things that like what kind of fashion does your clients wear what kind of other problems would they have even in their wedding or without their wedding and then you can create content around that and it just helps them share that content because it's really relevant, but also connect with you on a deeper level as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's definitely like, I didn't even think of that, but I guess even if you advertise it, say on Pinterest and you did that little design and you put it on there and they go on that and like, Oh, I connect with this person, but they're also a wedding photographer and videographer. That's so cool. Like I already feel like we're the same person. Yeah, well, the reason why you want to do that kind of stuff is because um, most people copy what each other do and then they compete all the time. And the best thing that you can do is never compete, but make your competition irrelevant. Because if someone finds you where they were trying to um, go to a national park or something, then they find you and they will engage, then you're the best wedding photographer they've ever seen because they don't follow wedding photographers. And so that's been my marketing strategy for years and years because I don't compete with anyone. I just make sure no one's in my space or no one's serving where I serve. And I think that's going to be really important for you for long-term strategy, growing this thing to be as big as it can be. Yeah. And like your tips right now, like there's stuff that people just don't think about, but like when you say them, you're like, Oh, that's so smart. But you don't, you don't think about it because it's the little small things. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, is there any um, last thing I can help you with? This has just been amazing. This is just so good. But all, all I want to say is thank you for creating the business map. And even like, like when I go on there, like I haven't done much because I've just been so lazy but even just being in the community with so many people, like I would pay just to be on that Facebook group page because it's just so, you're like, oh, there's other people like me. They're struggling. They're struggling. She's winning. That's motivating me. It's just this amazing community. So thank you for putting so much time and effort into that. Of course. And I'm so glad that it's helping you on your journey to build something that, you know, you're proud of and something that's going to be amazing. And um, I'm looking forward to keep working with you and seeing you hit everything. Um, hopefully yeah. I meet you in two weeks. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, at the um, Gold Coast photography little yeah. session. That's going to be so exciting. Are you coming up to it? Yeah, fingers crossed that I don't get locked out of. of yeah, I know. That's, uh, that's why I said like <laughs> hopefully because I'm like, man, there's so many weird lockdowns. And um, right now I'm like, come on, come on. Like, let me out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> every single time it's like, every single time like something's been planned, it's like, actually, never mind. COVID's going to come and it's like, ah. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Hey, so we got Josh here with us. Josh is from inside the business map and he's always sending me lots of messages on everything. (laughs) Hey, man. I'm pretty good. How are you? 
Are you excited to be on the podcast? I'm always excited to be on the podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you are and what you do. So I'm Josh. I'm from Gainesville, Georgia in the States, and I'm a wedding photographer. I just started back in January, but I'm trying wow. to make it to six figures. So awesome. So you just went full-time in January? I just went full-time last week, actually. Congratulations, man. That's incredible. How do you feel? I feel pretty liberated. It's been a lot better on me and my relationship with my marriage and like not work-life balance in a sense, but kind of work-life balance, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I guess like before you probably worked a full-time job and then you also had to work after hours just to get your side hustle going. So now your side hustle must be your full hustle. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you feel like you can put more work and attention into your full-time job? I mean, like as in your full-time passion? Yeah, it's definitely opened up a bunch of doors for me that I wouldn't have been able to go through if I had a full-time job, just being able to go meet venues during the morning and do shoots at night. And it gives me a lot more time to pursue this. That's awesome, man. So what are you struggling with right now? How can I help you? So I think the biggest thing that I need help with now is my, I guess, like how I can help my customers or provide a better experience for them throughout the whole process of booking and after booking and everything like that. Yeah. So you've got, have you got lots of clients at the moment? I don't have lots of clients, but the clients that I do have, I put everything that I can into them. Yeah. And it's always really important because like creating an, an amazing client experience, especially from the start is going to help you get a lot more referrals down the track. And um, it's something that I've always really worked hard on making sure that my client experience is incredible from the very, very start. So before we get into it, I want to ask you, are you booking enough work right now to sustain yourself? I'm booking probably one wedding a month right now, but since I went full time, I've gotten six inquiries. Whereas before I went full time, I was getting like one a month. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. The only reason why I ask is because a lot of the times we put a lot of attention into client experience, but we don't actually have enough clients. And that means the clients are not experiencing anything because they're not there. So a lot of the times we need to put in more time into acquiring new clients or acquiring new leads and filling up our pipeline. So we're getting more and more inquiries because by default, by listening to you talk, just like looking at you, I know you come from a place of service and someone that loves to serve, serve their clients by default are always going to create an amazing customer experience, you know, like customer journey, because that's the type of person that you are. So I'm just saying this because like, especially when you're first starting out, a lot of the times um, your attention where you put your attention is the most important thing. So it is important to really fill up that pipeline. But we'll get into client experience for sure. So client experience, you need to think about it. Um, and a lot of people don't think about it like this, but it's like the holistic approach of client experience. And holistic is like the over the overall strategy. So like the big umbrella over everything. It comes down to like the very first time they interact with you. So the first video they see on your Instagram on a reel or something, or the first time they click on one of your ads or they see you on Google or they find you on Pinterest or they meet you at a venue or they see you shooting a wedding at, an, you know, at another wedding or something because they're a guest or whatever it is. And a lot of the times we forget that, right? Or sometimes they even just see you in the comments in a Facebook group, right? So wherever we show up now, we need to show up and know that people um, keep track and keep record of the way that you make other people feel. A good example of this man, like a client experience, right, is um, if I went out with you and then you gave no tip to the server or you're being rude to the server, it's something that I would subconsciously always remember. And then in the future, I personally wouldn't want to do work with you because even though it wasn't the experience of me, it did make me feel something and it just sort of showed who you were as a person. But someone that goes out and goes out of their way to you know, thank someone that's helped them, gives a generous tip and does things like that, especially when you're with other people and are kind and polite to everyone, not just people that are worthy of their time or whatever. It creates the client experience from the get-go because from there, you never know who 
is going to open a door for you, what opportunities you're going to get, who's going to be your clients, who's going to be your customers, all that kind of stuff. So just thinking about that overall. Then going from there, client experience really comes down to how well did you solve your client's problems? Because people want time, they want money, they want popularity, they want all these things as we all do. We have these deep desires. And when we jump on a website and the website is not clearly telling me what you do, where you are, how you can serve me, then you've robbed me of my time because I have to look around, try and find those things. So it might be something small, but the initial response is like, man, this is not serving me. Maybe the reason why they're not serving me is because they're a discount photographer and maybe I need to ask this person for a discount or something like that. So people don't realize when they complain about people asking them for discounts, it's their own fault, right? And they've got to take responsibility of it. It's not the client's fault. The client just didn't have anything else to go off and they didn't understand what you wanted. So when we take responsibility, if like people are asking us for for discounts and it's like, man, something's wrong because I'm either attracting the wrong people or marketing the wrong place or the customer experience is horrible or I'm not showing value, I'm not showing desire. So there's something broken in the client overall experience. And a lot of the times, man, people don't even just map out the actual experience for their clients. Now, if you literally went and got your whiteboard out, and this is what I do for all my businesses, this is what I've done for you being inside the business map. Like I literally will write out like how you got in touch with me. How'd you find me, by the way? So you just popped up on Facebook with the ad for the the summit with you yeah. and Gary V. And I knew yeah, who cool. Gary V was. So I tapped on it and then read the so, sales page and everything. Yeah. So like, um, I mean, that whole funnel from that point to you getting here, I designed the whole funnel, right? So I got you to see that ad and then you responded with it by seeing me positioned with somebody else. And then you had a good experience with the summit, made sure all the emails, the way that you interact with me, the upsells, the videos, and then the way it got into joining me in the business map and then me interacting with you, then all the way to you being here, asking me a question. It's all a client experience that I think about and so many people, 99% of business owners, especially listening to this podcast right now, have never mapped out their client journey. And so it's so important to go like, if someone finds me on Instagram, where do they go next? Okay. So then they send me, they send themselves to the website. Like, am I best serving them? Is it easy for them to understand? Then they might send me an inquiry. So what's the first email and how long do they wait? What's the PDF look like that you send out? Or what's the links that you send out? How much do you serve? And what's the first meeting like? Is the room warm? Did they have to drive far? Did you drive to them? What was, was their food there? Was there sparkling water? Was there tap water? And then it's like, okay, so now the, the wedding's coming up. How many times did you interact with them? And what questions did you ask? And did you send out a journal? Did you send out a questionnaire? Have you got blog posts for them to read? Have you got more information for them to consume? Then the wedding day, did you show up early? Did you bring coffees for other people? Did you, you know, so it's, it goes on and on and on until after the wedding. Like, are you still catching up with them a year later? Are you still keeping front of mind through your mailing list? Are you still sending them a first year anniversary present? So when you track out your actual whole funnel, the client journey of when someone gets in touch with you all the way through and you know at what step they're at and what they're going to get next before they know it, of course, I think then you can create a bulletproof client experience because you can start strengthening where something isn't as strong as everywhere else. For instance, like maybe you're not getting back to your emails as fast. Maybe your PDF doesn't look as good. Maybe your blog doesn't have that much information whatever it may be. Maybe you're sending out old contracts and people have to actually manually sign it or something instead of clicking a button. So there's so many tiny little things. So yeah, it's like a mindset shift, man, but like practical work. I want you to actually map out how someone goes through your actual client journey, like the customer journey, and how can you create something that's incredible. And then once you do that, all you have to do is go and fill up the top of the funnel. So get people and start pushing them through that journey. So like, how can you get more people to your Instagram? How can you get more people onto your website? And then how can you get more people to your contact page to send you a contact, to get into the room, to have a meeting with and to shake their hand? How can you shoot more weddings? And then you're going to be able to make more impact, more income, have more time and everything else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that help? Yeah, that, that definitely helps. I think the mapping out on a whiteboard or something will really kind of get things in order, I guess, because right now it's kind of, I get an inquiry, then I answer it as fast as possible with like a 
thought out response of where their wedding venue is, when sunset is, lighting, if it's like a house, like DIY wedding, like blog posts and stuff like that. And then after that, like it's just follow-ups, but I haven't booked anything from the six inquiries that I've gotten in the past week. But I mean, that's also like, it's only been a week. Yeah, true. So it has only been a week. It's amazing that you got six inquiries, man. Congratulations. Like you've been working so hard. I'm so proud of you. It's so good to see you going after it like that. So don't be hard on yourself with those six inquiries, but I do want you to reflect on those six inquiries because it wasn't the customer experience because they haven't experienced your customer experience yet because they're not customers yet. So I want you to be thinking about your first emails. How did you write to them? How can you convert them? Like inside the business map, we've got a section that's like, it's called super secret sales copy. And then we've got the sales modules. Those are the modules I want you to go and just devour like all of those, especially the one where it's like 11 commandments of my sales. I want you to watch that over and over because it's going to change your mindset and you're going to be able to convert people so much easier and quicker. And listening to you speak right now, that is telling me that you're getting inquiries. That means all your marketing is working, but you're just not converting. So that's where the bottleneck is. So even though, yes, you're going to whiteboard out your whole customer experience, you're going to see where's the weakest point. And we've already identified the weakest point. It's that first email or the, or the first way that you're interacting with them. Now, just to give you a quick bonus little thing here too. The good thing about actually writing out your client experience, your client journey is you can start automating different parts of it. So for instance, like if you want to automate more trust, you can probably send out emails with videos of you talking to them. You can send out emails with testimonials or with case studies or with education on your blog or with inspiration or like so many more things. So it really does help them. So just thinking again, like how can you make it so you're not working and hustling hard every single time for every single client? And how can you actually set up canned template response emails and how can you fill them up to the brim with tons of value so they see your value and the experience is heightened because you're answering their questions before they even come close to having the problems. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you feeling pretty confident for the next 12 months? Are you feeling a little bit scared? Are you, is this something that you've never done before? I'm feeling a little scared, but... I'm also feeling a little bit more empowered. Like I have to go figure out how to make money and it's kind of fun and exhilarating in a way. And what about your family? Are they stoked? My mom especially is very supportive. And then my wife has been supportive ever since I started wedding photography. She's been kind of the one that stays up with me on late nights where I'm working or editing or doing whatever and kind of lets me go away to do my thing, you know? but she's been the greatest help this whole time. I mean, that's so good, man. And a lot of people are not even in your position to sort of ever go after their dreams because they don't have someone supportive in their corner. So like you're very lucky, like you would know that you have, you know, that support network and people that believe in you. And um, now it's time for you to show up and show them what you can do, what you're capable of and create a business that you love that looks after your whole family. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited for you. All right, man. Thank you so much. Um, Where can we find you if uh, we want to find you on Instagram and say hello? So my Instagram is at thehills.media. And then um, my website is thehillsmedia.com. And that links to everything that I have. Epic, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you.